Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Sherry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Christiana? I'm great, and I'm really excited to introduce you and our listeners to a Rose for Grandma Awareness Hub by sharing a story about the power of love and the work of caregivers. I love it, Christiana. You know that I have experience with caregiving, and being a caregiver, a family caregiver, is not easy. So congratulations on attaining your charitable status for a Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub. I can't wait to hear about this new journey of yours, and I'm also very excited to hear about this love story. So please share with our listeners what a Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub is. So Sherry, I will start by sharing our mission and vision statements. A Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub is dedicated to addressing the unique challenges faced by communities of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, where dementia is often stigmatized and misunderstood. We work to dispel myths and provide education to help individuals and families understand the disease and its impact. Through collaboration with community organizations, healthcare professionals, and policymakers, to improve access to quality of life and care while providing culturally appropriate services and support that are sensitive to those communities. The vision statement for a Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub is to support underserved communities of Black, Indigenous, and people of color impacted by dementia by creating awareness, breaking down stigma, and empowering positive change in their experiences. I love it, Christiana. I think this is going to be an amazing discussion. So I'm going to invite all of our friends to put on their walking shoes, put on some sunscreen, and join Christiana and I in celebrating yet another milestone in her quest to impact the lives of people living with dementia. Sherry, I've been impacting the lives of people living with dementia for the past 24 years. In that time, I've met a lot of people with hearts of gold who are working hard to change lives and the cause of the disease and its impact on families and communities at large. One of these individuals is Dr. Janice Lassard, geriatrician extraordinaire, my role model, and the medical director of the Scarborough Memory Clinic. I met this extraordinary lady on the very first day that Alexis Lodge opened in 1999. She was at the open house. I remember her standing at the top of the stairs, you know, by herself. She asked me a question and I'm sure she loved my answer because she ended up staying with us to the end of that open house. And at the end of the day, she was the one who referred our present family doctor to us, Dr. On Ng, who has been working for, with us for the past 24 years. 
Wow, Dr. Lassard sounds very impressive and very interesting. You have mentioned her from time to time, but I just, I never knew how your relationship started. And I don't think I knew that you opened Alexis Lodge in 1999. Yes, we did, January <laughs> of 99. You know, it's not often that you meet a doctor that is totally committed to a patient's holistic well-being. Apart from the fact that Dr. Lassard is so good and competent in her medical pursuits, she actually takes the an holistic approach to the care of her patients. So when you come to Dr. Lassard, she will help you, you know, she'll surround you with all the medical experts that you need. She'll break down the disease process, explain everything to the family. And, you know, she's really very supportive and attentive. I don't think personally, me, I don't know if you have either, Sherry, if you've ever met a doctor that actually will spend one, two, three hours with one patient. No, never. Okay. And even going through like ALS with my brother, the, no, there was never a doctor who sat down with you and explained everything. And no, so this woman is even more amazing now to me. Yeah, she is. And, you know, when you meet her, even before the test and everything, investigations, she could almost pinpoint what type of dementia you have. And Dr. Lassard is, you know, she's just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Every time you go to her office, I feel like it's a learning experience. I live there feeling like I've learned so much more and known so much more than I knew before. And so in addition to all this, she has implemented or developed a special exercise called the five-second bowels. And they have been very impactful in helping her patients improve their brain health. These five-second bowels are not just for people with dementia, but for all of us. And I personally do them Every day, several times a day, since I attended one of her rare presentations, which she did as a joint presentation for Alexis Lodge and Transcare Community Services. She's actually a very highly sought after speaker, but she doesn't just go for this. You know, she, it has to be something that is meaningful and something that she knows will be impactful. So this is where our guest tonight comes in, Kelvin McAllister, and his story, his powerful story of love. I can't wait for us to talk to him about the importance of caregiving and how much he has put into caring for his mom who is living with dementia. And this also, I think, will be a tribute for all caregivers out there. I love it. Well, welcome, Kevin. Welcome to our Forever Young podcast. Christiana and I are very excited to have you here with us today to share your story. I know that a lot of people are overwhelmed by caregiving and not, not even just caregiving, but you know, the even the need, because you never think you're gonna have to become a caregiver. So I know a lot of people are going to greatly benefit from our chat tonight. So why don't you just start by telling us about your mom and finding out about her diagnosis with dementia? First, I'd like to thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share some more to more people 
about dementia and Alzheimer's and aging folks out there that need their family's attention and friends' attention. So I guess years ago, a few years back, I'd say five years ago, I noticed a few things. My mom had been retired for a few years, taking care of a very aged mother of hers. My grandmother will soon be hit the century mark. And just a few things popped up on my radar where I noticed her personality slightly varied. So, you know, we know our moms, our dads, our brothers, our sisters, our, you know, we know these people intimately. So when we see slight changes in their personality, we think maybe someone's moody or, you know, we brush it off. Not to get people paranoid to think they need to jump on everything about somebody, but it's, you know, it's, this is someone, you know, it's your mom. You talk to her every day or every other day, you know them a lot. And when you start, I noticed with my mom, it was unfortunately, so she had a Netflix account. And then it, she said, it's not working. And she said it was fraud. And that's why she needed to set up a new account. And that's when I'm like, I've never heard of anyone have so much fraud on a credit card before. And it just made me investigate a little bit more. And then I just know a few other little memory issues. And that's what I kind of pressed her to go to the doctor to do a test. And that took a couple of years, mind you, hmm. of trial and error. And I took her to her, her regular family doctor and we did the test. And I already knew the answer. Yeah. Like, you know, my spidey senses kicked in there. I knew I knew something was going on i just needed a medical professional to sign off on it and that's how we met dr we get to meeting dr lassard i love that you said that you shouldn't just you know you shouldn't get nervous about every little change but it's so true because so many people will notice a change but then let it go and not Mm -hmm. You know, they'll just keep letting it go, but you really need to pay attention to these changes because they really could mean something. It's, it's little things, but little things turn into big things, right? So, you know, it's, it's, you can use so many analogies, you know, you squeak in your brakes of your car. If you let Mm. it go, you need all your brakes done when it can just be a little (laughs) tweak and they're fixed, you know, and then your brakes don't work and your car goes out of control. (laughs) So that's the same here. If you catch these things, the earlier you catch them, there are things with nutrition and exercise and the bowels mm-hmm. um, where you can help prevent. You know, unfortunately, things go to a certain first past a certain point and they're just their trajectory can be slowed, but not altered. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the unfortunate thing with dementia is that sometimes the changes are so subtle that you miss them completely. It takes a while. <laughs> In hindsight, you start think, saying, wow, that was why, you know, she did that and stuff like that. Because when we first started Alexis Lodge, one of my staff who was about to retire at 65 actually developed dementia, vascular dementia, mm-hmm. because she had diabetes. We did not see those signs, right? right. There were time. there was one day I saw her, she, after dinner, she could not pull things together. This kind and amazing woman was working with another staff and somebody, I think there was an incident and she laughed. So when they told me that, that got me concerned. And I'm like, no, I'm going to pull her out of active duty because that doesn't sound right, you know? And even though we just started, I only had five residents, 
I couldn't actually afford to keep her on, but I could not in good conscience let her go either. So I said, okay, she'll become the laundry lady. And this woman mm. take her food into the laundry room, sit there in the dark, eat, and then put her bowl in the washer. She couldn't oh. even eat that much. Right. Wow. And of course, comes a call from me to Dr. Lassard. And she was like, send her. And then, of course, she went with her husband and Dr. Lassard got a family doctor. And uh, I think uh, enterologist, um, you know, every is that she needed. Dr. Lassard <laughs> with those type of experts to help with her care. You know, Kevin, you are actually a fitness expert. And your devotion to your caring for your mom is admirable. As a bodybuilder, and you, you're somebody that knows a lot about exercises, right? And you help the rest of us to get into shape. But tell us a little bit about what you do in the in your other life. <laughs> because now, you know, you have two jobs as a caregiver and as a, a fitness expert. Well, yeah, I have three, I guess. So my oh. full-time my full time pay the bills is I'm in fire protection. So I'm a service manager. I run a large and a large organization that stresses me out and hopefully won't give me dementia one day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I'm in my other passion and hobby is the bodybuilding world. I was a trainer for 20-ish years. I also did online training. But I was more into the one-on-one -on -one teaching anyone, anything from a six-year-old to a 80-year-old how to do something. Because I think it's, you got to be able to teach, if you can't lift to teach someone how to do this with a dumbbell, you don't have any business being a personal trainer. But I, now in the fitness industry, I work in media, do interviews with at bodybuilding shows, and I'm referred to as like a muscle insider, so to speak. So that's my passion and my hobby. But I can't. Oh, I always have to give people a tip when I see someone doing something wrong. I can't help if I see someone hurting themselves in the gym. I have to say, "Excuse me, <laughs> can I please inter inter interrupt for one second? Yeah. So my girlfriend doesn't like me going to the gym for too long because I'll talk to too many people. But. <laughs> but yeah. So those, and then my obviously, you as you both know, having a loved one with this sort of, I guess you could call it a disability. That's a full-time part-time because you might not be always physically doing it full-time, but it's always full-time in your mind, right? That you, they're on your and taking up your space up there because <laughs> you're always conscious of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what keeps me busy. Too, too busy. All those things. Mm. Okay. So when is, Someone going to tell me about these five bows. <laughs> what is this all about? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the bows are very interesting because anyone from a six-year-old, so let's say to a 60-year-old or beyond, will think they're really easy. Okay. But when you do them right, it's very simple. Like I can do them here and show you. I can turn sideways, arms out, but eye height. We'll go over here. Slightly bend your up, and then you're just bending at the waist. Oh, so, so someone it, can someone like the three of us we'd say could do them standing. Yeah. So we don't have any issues of 
you know, falling over or losing our balance. But someone can do them seated in a chair, at a desk, on the couch, in a bed if you sit upright. So it's basically a bow, just as simple as a bow, just like a, you know, bow, like the Japanese would bow, or you bow to the king or a queen. Okay. And then you add the addition of your hands. So what is the significance, though, of the five second bows? Well, the inter it's the inter the interval training aspect of it. So five seconds, short bursts and doing it throughout the day up to 12 times gives you the interval. So lowering your blood sugars and keeping your insulins in check, getting the heart rate up and down. I think for a lot of times, just people, I say with my mother, it's just how some, one other thing to help them to remember to do something. Oh, okay. and it's a task. To me, this is my own little version of it. It's a task. And if you can remind someone of their tasks, it's keeping things going, not just physically, but it helps the mind kind of remember, hey, mom, have you done your bows today? And how many times have you done your bows? Okay. Um, 12 times a day uh, there's no well, way I would remember yeah as well it, it it actually it increases blood flow so when your hands are up like that yeah. your heart works harder to push blood into those hands that are up and yeah. you know, the blood flow and also you know helping your insulin to be more effective because Alzheimer's or the type a type of Alzheimer's that is now being referred to as a type three diabetes. Type three diabetes, yes. You know, anything to promote, you know, when you work out, your muscles uptake, you know, your your muscles uptake sugar more. So your insulin is able to do the work that it's supposed to do to push that sugar into your blood rather than sitting out there in, in your circulation and causing problems. So it's actually quite impactful. It's like, you know, a big guy might go to the gym and work out, you know, but somebody who who is sedentary, you know, is actually getting something done in five seconds, several times a day for a total of only one minute and also getting that impact. You know, we talked about mindful movement all the time, Sherry. So this is another way that actually helps with all the ingredients to actually put it at a higher impact level in five seconds only. The benefits last a lot longer than five seconds because it'll last for two hours after the five seconds where I go to the gym for an, an hour and 20 minutes in the morning. I get the benefits, but I'm also someone that does it on a regular basis. So like you said, someone who's sedentary, not moving around, not eating as much food as someone like myself, they get benefits hours after. So if every 12 times a day, this pretty much helps them all through the day where it can help the process with their blood sugar levels and keeping their insulins in check. Okay. And if they do it, if they do it every day, you know, it just keeps the benefits going. You have endorphins, you have dopamine, of all the other little chemicals that like to flow around through the body. And then if you add, like Dr. Lassard and I have talked, you encouraging the younger ones, the grandkids, the family, everybody get together. You have a nice little community feel of people doing things together, mm-hmm. and that's just fun. And that's more positive. And then the the other benefits of doing things together and socializing and you know what I mean? Like it just keeps going where 
people people with these conditions are always are not necessarily always the most social just because of that and this helps them just kind of get out and looking at everybody look at all these people doing this thing <laughs> and it's right yeah. and then if you can get people to smile and laugh you've won yeah. Right. right. You've so if everybody's smiling and everybody's laughing, you're going to be a healthier and happier person. I, I actually have my residents doing it now, like not just in the 80s, but in the 90s. And there's yeah. a particular man, whenever one of the staff does it, he tells her she's doing it wrong. He goes, you have to take a breath, you know, when your hands go up. Yeah. But when I do it, he's fine with me just doing it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I, I gave Dr. Lassard some tips when she first told me about it. And it was like, if you keep your abs tight. Yeah. And then like if someone's punching the stomach, keep your abs tight and, and keep your glutes tight. That's right. And that you helps you with your form. core. Right. <laughs> and it's just more cues for people to do, though. And if there's, you know, get more stimulation, maybe yeah. it'd make them then want to say, well, is there anything else? Yes, you can go for a walk if you're mobile enough, you know? Yeah. Just little things. I think people always like a challenge, no matter what your age. And if it gets them thinking and their brains moving a little bit, it's, it's all all but positive. With this increased circulation, your brain is getting the food that it needs. You know the nutrients Ooh. are. You know, so it's so like I have a resident who used to cry a lot, and now that has really decreased. And this is something that I've seen. One of the benefits that I personally seen. Mm-hmm. The other thing I must say, keeping your abs tight and your glute tight um, is very difficult to do. <laughs> yes, and, but it's so good for you. And then just yesterday, I think, or the day before, so I'm doing it to the residents. I'm on a three-inch high heel, and I almost dipped off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, yeah, that's why you have to be careful. You have to sit down for them sometimes, yeah? Christiana, just pretend like you were going to touch your toes anyway. I know, right? (laughs) So, Kevin, for someone like you, who is actually a bodybuilder, a fitness expert, and a doctor telling you about these five-second bows, it must have taken a lot of courage. It's almost like, because you can just look at that and say, oh, this won't do anything. It's so insignificant. So it sort of reminds me of this story in the Bible, at the risk of upsetting anyone, I'm a Christian, about Naaman, who home prophet Elijah asked to go take a wash or a dip in the Jordan River to cure his leprosy. He, he, he did not want to do it, but he was encouraged by his guys, his men, for him to do it. So I feel like this is really special for someone like you to actually pay mind to this unassuming exercise that you have found so useful. So that is what sharing I call the power of love, you know, wanting to just do anything to help mom get better. So tell me, what is it that actually convinced you to to, to try it out? <laughs> um, well, I have to say it's Dr. Lassard. She can probably get me to jump off uh, off the top of a mountain. <laughs> if, uh, and she asked me to. She has a way yeah. of twisting my arm. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is the power of love in, in the sense that it's my mom. And I'd, you know, climb any mountain and uh, run through any wall if I had to. But in bodybuilding, 
people on the outside see, you know, big muscles and guys pushing weights and everything. But the funny thing about it is it's the little minute form and technique things that actually are the more complicated, but things that work. It's the little nuances. So this is a little nuance. It's a little movement, a little thing. It's five seconds, but in the, you know, short term, long term, it has a lot of benefits. So that's why I understand the little funny little things that don't seem like much can be big things. So we spread the word of this and we can get to the point where little kids are doing it in, in junior kindergarten and they do it in part of a little routine every day. Then they start in grade one and then grade five. And then in high school, that means people bow forever and ever. And it helps people, Amen. you know, all the time, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the, the long vision. I'm a big vision thinker. So, I mean, why not? Right. We, sure. sure. We it's totally the kid possible. B. Yeah. We the ABC and B is for bow, right? It's not for Bob anymore. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to your caregiving, Kevin, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you have for other caregivers out there? People who are struggling and just are at the edge and want to give yeah. up or uh, I would know? say to yeah talk to people don't think that you have to do everything alone because I think that's the big thing that people take don't want to share how it is or how hard it is or isn't and do it all on their own and that's I think the hardest part on an individual is trying to you know be whether it's you're trying to be stoic and you can handle it on your own, but you can't. It's okay to ask for help or ask for advice because, you, you know, it's just a question. You're just asking someone, a friend or even a stranger, like, you know, we're strangers. We're friends now, but we didn't know each other before. But asking for help, yeah. I think, is the biggest one. And also to take a breath and just like, you know. Yeah. On a business side of things, though, because um, there is the serious thing is I would say for someone, a family member, to be very prudent right off the top to take care of anything financial and to get everything locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I base this on experience. My mom was frauded out of $25,000. And that's another one of my things. So they're the perfect candidate for the people that call and little Facebook scams and things. So on the serious note, I would lock down everything. You become a power of attorney if you have to. Make sure you take the finances, cards and all that stuff and be very, very careful with it because you keep your you keep your enemies close and you keep your friends closer because only your friends can give your secrets away. Mm-hmm. So family and family and friends are the people unfortunately you have to be really careful about with finances and things like that because no one's ever going to suspect. So that's the serious side. Yeah. <laughs> My recommendation for people, but on the like the not so serious, just talk and ask for help when it's, it's okay to ask people for help. But it's not just asking for help. I think it's also accepting the help. Yes. yes. I um, have such yeah. a hard time with that. So I know lots yeah. of people so have do hard I. Time so do I. That, right? Yeah. Yeah. And someone recently said to me, it's okay to let others help you. Mm-hmm. And I was just it like, is. ah. Well, this is what we do. And we, we're actually having a talk on the 21st of August. We're doing a presentation at the Millican Community Center 
in Markham with Dr. Losser talking about the five-second bowels, Gail Elliott of dementiability. This is a lady who has, you know, promoting the abilities of somebody with dementia. She's a global dementia expert and myself talking about, you know, caregiver burnout or talking about as a caregiver, what you should do or not do. The one thing that caregivers often forget is taking care of themselves. You just feel like you can do it alone. You know, that announcement or the airplane where they tell you to remember to put on your own oxygen mask first comes into place with caregiving. Just remember, you know, if you think it's selfish, this is one selfish act that I would recommend very highly because you need to take a little bit of time in a day for yourself. Otherwise, when you burn out, you're no longer useful to that person that you're caring for. And statistics have it that older caregivers actually drop dead before the people they are caring for. So Mm -hmm. when your loved one is diagnosed with dementia, unfortunately it does not come with a manual and you don't know what to do. So the doctor is telling you your mom has dementia. What she's not telling you is to fasten your seedbed because you are in for the ride of your lifetime. For some people, it might be a roller coaster ride. For others, it might be not so dramatic, but it's equally as devastating and traumatic. So it is so important that you find out everything you can about the disease, find out resources and find out, you know, ask for help. And if people offer it, please don't refuse. You know, Mm -hmm. there's this superman, superwoman syndrome where you're telling your, you know, your loved ones that you are tired. You, You can no longer do it. But the next minute you get up and you do it all. So what should they take that you cannot do it or that they seeing that you're doing it? So it is so, so important to get the rest and look for resources. There are lots of help out there, Scarborough Memory Clinic, Toronto Memory Clinic, the gain clinics in the, in the Scarborough area, the Alzheimer's societies and all these resources as well. Eros for Grandma Wellness Hub is also at your service. This is what we're trying to do to educate and increase awareness and support. That is the whole essence for these charitable organizations. I love it, Christiana. You're going to do such amazing things to help people. Kevin, it was such a pleasure to meet you and hear about your story and about the power of love. I am once again inspired. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. So I'm really, really happy that we have the opportunity to talk to you and to showcase the impact of love in, you know, changing the direction of the dementia journey. You know, what you do, how you do it really matters. Even when you don't think your loved one remembers, you know, Mm -hmm. just continue to do it because that feeling, you know. And the other thing is that, you know, some families, 
they they struggle, they don't know what to do, and they withdraw. And this is part of the reason I started writing my children's books, like the book that has just been released and will be launching on the 19th of August, Unraveled, actually is heavy into caregiving and telling, you know, just helping to raise that awareness for people to remember to put on their oxygen mask and, you know, just, you know, Put first, because it yeah. is so important. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks. We'll see you on the 21st. Yes, everyone, come on down. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Christiana, can you please share with our listeners where to find a Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub? www.erosforgrandma.com Perfect. <laughs> I won't be there on the 21st, but I'll be thinking of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll be back to share with you whatever we learned. I'm so excited because I can't wait to hear Dr. Lassad and Gail. So I thank you all for, you know, listening to us. And even if you're not able to be there, you reach out to us so we can teach you how to do the five second bow. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. After you eat meals, <laughs> only five seconds. And it's so All right. And we have a second opportunity for you to join us at the launching of a Rose for Grandma Wellness Hub on the 28th of October, God willing. And this amazing speakers, Dr. Lesard and Gail Elliott, are going to be there again. So please do join us. And in closing, I want to say got a minute. The license five second vows for a total of one minute a day will keep you forever young. I'm <laughs> Christiana Eggy. <laughs> and I'm Sherry Marichu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marichu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.